Empty gun for Prescott. Snap back. Well protected. Throws it out. Oh, gosh. Oh, it was intercepted. Warner got it. I thought the other defender had it. It's intercepted by Warner. Ward tipped the ball. That's the guy I thought had it. Ward reached in front of Lamb, who they had double teamed. Yeah. Tipped the ball, and Warner picked it out of the air and ran it back. That really hurts, too, because it wasn't I thought the Cowboys had it. It was I thought the other defender had it. So we're asking the question, what was the single biggest play in yesterday's game? Who would like to start? I will. It was Kellen. It was not Kellen Moore. It was Tony Pollard getting injured. And, okay. I mean, yeah. dude, if you watch a lot of that game, the Niners are pretty dirty. They like to roll up on people's legs a lot. Tom Brady dirty. Not just their defense, but their offensive linemen like to just roll around in a dude's knees and stuff. But that's been the the Shanahan uh, Kubiak running scheme for a very long time. But when Tony Pollard got hurt, that changed your game. Brad Sham said it this morning with Sean and RJ, and this is why you got a Tolo man. He was right. I've been. I was thinking it. But when he said it, it really solidified that thought to me is that that was half of your playbook was, all right, we're going to go CD. We're going to go Tony Pollard. We're going to go CD. We're going to go Tony Pollard. And then whenever we need short yardage, we're going to, we have a lot of specialists, right? Hey, this guy's a specialist at this. You don't need that specialist. You need dudes that can do lots of different things. And Tony Pollard could do a lot of different things. He could catch the ball for you. He could run the ball for you. He was, he's a playmaker in your offense. He opens things up. And whenever you took him off the field, like go go count them up, go put them on each hand. You had Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk. Those are four uh, playmakers for San Francisco. Man, you had Ceedee Lamb, and that was it for the Cowboys. And I just want to say something real quick. Like I know he had a couple of catches, but there were times when we almost forgot that Brandon Ayuk existed, and yeah. he's a damn good player his, as well. His downfield blocking has always been one of his keys too. But yeah, man, like you count them, they had more playmakers. I will give a ton of credit to CeeDee Lamb for playing like a wide receiver one. Like he came up big in that game. He he had some some really big plays. There's one catch I would have loved to have had, but oh well, it didn't happen. But man, he played really good. But losing Tony Pollard, that was the game changer. That was the biggest play of the game. Unfortunately, there's a whole bunch to choose there from. Are. It wasn't to me, it wasn't just one play, but if I'm going to choose one. I think I'm going to go with the CD or sorry, the uh, Trayvon Diggs interception that's in his lap. It's tipped. It's going five miles an hour. It's for his hands. That's an easy catch. I get if it's I don't know if if that's uh, Gallimore. I get why he can't catch that ball. But dude, I mean, Diggs and in that drive, obviously, he chickened out on touching Kittle while he was juggling the ball for 18 seconds. But okay. So that play happens. That stinks. You, you, because, and look, I would play football the same way Trayvon Diggs played football, but I'm not getting paid money to play football. Dude, at some point you do have to, there are moments where you can save your body and there are moments where you have to put it on the line. And he seems like every moment is I'm not putting my body on the line. It doesn't make him a, a bad player. Decisions. A lot, a lot of, of business Which decisions. Which we talked about last week. Very, but, sm- very little, but it broke us this week, man. But that that would have saved the touchdown. That was the moment where they kept intercepting Dak. Like Dak had the other one was singing Dak. We have points on the board, and Dak throws the highlight we just threw where he threw it to two uh, 49ers. And that's Is what Diggs missed that interception that would have stopped that touchdown. That came up from the two and four. The interception right before the half took points off the board. Let San Francisco get points. But 
Mike, I agree with you. That that was my play as well. And by the way, that there was a multitude of terrible plays in that same mix is right after that dropped interception, which I do want to focus on. You had back-to-back penalties, one of which could have forced a field goal. So, like, you could have given up zero points. Then you could have given up three points at a time when the offense, well, the offense stunk all night, but at a time when the offense was just, it just felt like they were like, please help us. We have nothing. We need something. And then you're Trayvon- talking about the holding call on Hankins, where he was also being held. Yeah, at the same. And they time. were like, "Don't worry about that. That's not a hole." Is it's the Trayvon Diggs interception because that is an interception he has made time and time again. And it was at a time when the defense is like, "We have carried this entire game. We need they something." They ran out of steam. Yeah, too. and you needed a splash play. I thought maybe Micah strip sack or something like that, but you got it. You got it. It was in Trayvon Diggs' hands, and he dropped the ball. I'm not saying that the Cowboys would have immediately gone on, you know, a 93-yard drive or whatever the hell it would have been, but you would have kept San Francisco from scoring right there. The game still would have been tied, and you would have had the ball. Advantage Cowboys, even though the offense hadn't played well, and then that advantage spun away so fast. I'm with you. I think Trayvon Diggs. So when Mickey was talking about Trayvon Diggs was there with the the towel over his head and everything. He I, knew he played like doo Yes. And you can look at that play and be like. He cost his team. Yes. he. And then the other play that y'all brought up is. I, I, I wanted okay. to hit something real quick uh, because it is involved in the Diggs moment. Mike, the, the, the moment where he decided to tackle air. And you're like, how did he miss it that bad? You can't miss it that badly. Yeah. You can't. The only person I've ever seen miss that badly, Diggs, another Diggs, falls over him and runs for a touchdown that puts them in a big game. That's the Saints game. Other than that, I've never seen anybody miss that bad. When you close your eyes and duck your head, it's tough to hit your target. And I don't know how you can stand up after that moment. You're right. Closing your eyes and missing the target. I don't know how you can stand up and look at Neville Gallimore, who was chasing Kels- uh, uh, Kittle down the field. Neville Galmore's in coverage right now, busting his ass down the field, and you whiff on that play, you can't look your teammate in the eye and say you're giving everything. You didn't. And that, that's exactly what happened, man. I can't believe Neville Galmore decided, you know what? I, I went all the way this way on the play. I turn around. I see a wide-open tight end. Somebody's supposed to be covering him. I guess I'll do it. And then he runs and tries to chase him down. When you're getting that much effort out of everybody else, you can't be that guy that's going, man, I'm the star but I'm not here today. It probably won't surprise you to know, especially with that level of passion right there, that is number one on the fan text. I don't know if Twitch is any the different. Interception like, or him kill. The, the bobble, yeah. the bobble no hit. Because as soon as that player makes contact with the ball, you can hit them, if and that keep, would have blown that play up. If he keeps his head up, so chin up, eyes open. He can yeah, even really. slap at the ball or slap at his arms, but he got so scared. I get it. I, I'm scared of playing football. I don't want my kids to play football. I'm, I am love watching football. I'm scared of football because of how bad you can get hurt playing that sport. But Diggs shouldn't be that scared. Like, yeah. Diggs is more scared than Dion ever was. Like, I, I get Dion made a whole bunch of business decisions too, but I think Dion right there – because watching Dion's career, Dion would have dove. He would have either slapped at the ball or he would have dove at his knees. Mm-hmm. And Diggs did neither. Yeah. Diggs closed his eyes and hoped he, he honestly hoped he would miss. I don't think he wanted to touch him. He just wanted to look like, hey, look, I made an effort. But we all know that it was a P 
you, you know where I'm going, yes. effort. Because that's what he decided to turn into there. He, Kevin, is his contract, according to Spotrack, he was making 600000 this uh this year. Is that right? So in the six hundred thousand, is that just the base? Oh uh, no, no, he's making one point five this year. That is less than Kelvin Joseph this year, and so I see the business decisions happen multiple times in playoff games. Do you get paid extra for playoff games? My, is it just baseball that you don't get paid extra? No, no, no. All these sports you don't get paid extra. Okay, it's all all the NFLs making all the money. So you win the Super Bowl, like every player gets about four hundred thousand dollar bonus. It might be a little bit more than that. If you make the Super Bowl and lose, it's like a two hundred thousand dollar bonus for playing in the playoffs. Probably each Cowboy, Jesse Holly or Patrick Creighton, who we know would probably give us a good number. I'm gonna get the, maybe Isaiah Standback. Yeah, Standback probably. He'll be on at one o'clock. Like yeah. maybe each Cowboy got eighty thousand dollars because they made it to the second round of the playoffs. Maybe he's looking at the like Jair Alexander twenty-one million dollars and going, "I'm not making that yet." I have no doubt about that. And if that's the case, like I'm not, I'm not saying this, and I'm not ready to say this. But if everybody in the locker room felt that same way, then it's time to move. Like, I'm not saying you cut him or anything like that, but it's time to find out what you can get him for that. If you're like, yeah, winning would be neat and all of that, but I want to win once I'm getting paid. Like, I I don't know that to be the case, but not surprisingly, from the 6-8 to the Kittles catch where Diggs once again made a business decision and was scared to tackle. From the 2-1-4, that big play when Diggs dodged Kittle, never seen a DV, a DB avoid contact that well. From the 8-1-7, Kittle's bobble catch from the 214. Kittle's catch changed the whole flow of the game. And you see it again and again and again. And with most of those texts, it's Kittle's catch slash Trayvon Diggs, no contact. Yeah. Single biggest, biggest play in the game. And that's I think that's where the defining moment is, Kevin, because everybody was hoping that that was going to be the drive that they could get the ball back into yep. the into the offense's hands. And yep. say, okay, can we squeeze this a little bit more and then overtake them, take the lead, and move on to this thing? But they couldn't even do that. I, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna blame him for this. I I know. Actually, I want to play this cut first. I haven't heard this, but I want to play cut 33 and see the corresponding audio if they call him out for this. Because I thought Turpin made some huge plays, but let's play this one right here. This one felt pretty big too. Gold's kick. To Turpin, catches it going to his left at the goal line, out to the 10, 15, 20. Beat a man, got a block. He backed into the kicker. He did. At the 43-yard line. What is he doing? If he cuts right, I mean, I thought I was ready to say it's a touchdown. I mean, when he got to the 30, I said, this is a touchdown. He's getting a block on the right side, and he cuts right back up into the kicker. And and he tried to. C.J. Goodwin's getting him a block over there on the right side. Really good block from Gifford. Then Goodwin gets the block you're talking about. I mean, far be it from me. I'm never returned a kick in my life, but wow. I I thought, oh, he's going to go right, and he's gone. I think Sham said it wrong. I think it's Chris Godwin who was making that block No, I know how you feel about that, but no. C.J. Goodwin (laughs) plays for the Bucs. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Is that, That was the same thing. I realize I'm just sitting there watching TV. And, and you have, like, a different 
aspect of the whole field, right? Yeah. But my immediate thought was, oh my gosh, why didn't he cut back yes. to the right? Because he needed Trayvon Diggs in his body. Avoid all contact at all all yes. situations. If that was Diggs, he would have scored. But Kevontae Turpin's <laughs> like, the hell with it. I'll just go right into enemy fire. And Gould just kind of threw his body out there. I immediately thought, if you cut back to the right, yeah. you're faster than all of the people who are trying to chase you. And even if you didn't score, which I think he would have, you would have gotten way further down on the field. But like the, the reason why it's tough for me to say like that was the biggest play. I think that was a huge play at a time when the offense struggled. That's probably in my top three. I just put the digs interception above there because I thought it was an easier play. Like Turpin did still have to cut around to the right side, get past two people. I think he would have done that. Yeah. But... I think that was a tougher play than Trayvon Diggs. It like, there's no better way to catch the football. And still, Corey, a positive play. He did get it to the 43 yard line. He did from from one yard in the end zone to the 43 yard line is giving your offense a, a very good opportunity to score. And then we like did meh Dude. with it again. I know you guys are interested in hearing this, and maybe you already knew this information: a Brock Purdy gold mosaic. Rookie card autographed sold on eBay yesterday for ten thousand dollars. I'm oh, so we still didn't dispel the myth of Purdy. All right, <laughs> no, you didn't, and you better rest assured. I'll tell you this, Reggie. I'm not saying it's fact at all. If he wins two more games, you won't hear an end to the Tom Brady comparisons. I guarantee it. But at the card show, at Dow's card show, I talked with some of our good buddies from Texas Roadshow. Yes, and they sold some Brock Par- Purdy cards in. I hope they're okay with me saying this. One of them's like, oh, yeah, we're totally fine with riding that wave and getting all the money we can out of it and then getting out of that business. Is mm-hmm. There are people who are 100% convinced that this is the dude. This is the next dude. Forget Trevor Lawrence. Forget whoever your young quarterback of choice is. It's Brock Purdy, and they're putting all their money in it. And plus, Brock Purdy doesn't have as many cards because he was so lowly drafted as like your Lawrence's and everything like that is people are going all in on it. For anybody that may have just tuned into the show, we spent the first hour of the show going over the problems that Dak had. So like we're not going at Dak in this segment, but we did it for an hour of the show. Even with Mickey, we were discussing how he poorly he played. So don't don't text in if you just hopped in. Yeah, upset that we're not uh, killing Dak. That the rest of the game, there was other stuff that happened. Dak didn't play great at all. And he even in this poorly. segment, we said the second interception. Yeah, so somebody texted in the second interception, and that was a huge play. That, you know the Tony Pollard play when yeah. he got hurt. You know what happened right after that? Dak pick. Yeah, and that's when I think that's when it just felt like everything came unraveled. Defense saves you. And then the second half happens, and the defense wasn't there anymore. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, how about a little playoff porridge? Believe it or not, there was other NFL football this weekend, too. We'll do it next right here in The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We'll get back to the Cowboys in just a minute, or maybe I'll sprinkle more of that right in this segment. But sprinkle it's time... To do some playoff porridge, because there was other football going around. And by the way, since we played the Chiefs-Jags, we will have the co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tony Khan, on with us live tomorrow. Maybe he nice. maybe he can talk to us about sadness. Maybe we can all revel in our playoff teams got eliminated. How sad are we? They're rising. 
we're plateauing. I mean, it does. We it does feel that way. I wonder if people will argue that all the Cowboys lost in the wild card round last year and in the divisional round this year, rising. I don't know if I feel that way. But. Pete. I mean, there, can you add anything to this? I know where we are, but can you add anything to this team that's going to get you further? Sean Robinson. <laughs> Listen, this segment is about the other crappy football games that happened this <laughs> yeah! week. Yeah. All right. Which one would you like to start with? Would you like to start with Jags, Chiefs, Eagles, Giants, or Bengals, Bills? I guess the Jags, Chiefs was the most competitive game of the week. It was. And, and man, it looked like... Well, let me ask y'all this. When Patrick Mahomes oh, I got... You talk about your text message. No, no, no. When <laughs> Patrick Mahomes got hurt, did you think, holy crap, the Jags are going to pull it off? I thought they have a legitimate chance now yeah. to make the, NFL, the AFC championship game. I thought, I can't believe this, and this really stinks for NFL football that the best player in the game is hurt now. Yeah. And I didn't think he was going to come back, even though he was begging and pleading, especially after Chad Henning went 98 yards for a touchdown. I was like, I think they're just going to ride with him until, By the way, did you know that's the longest drive in Chiefs postseason history? Yes, I did. You can only make it Chad Henning has it. It's going to be in the books until Patrick Mahomes goes 99 yards. It'll be in the books that Chad Henney constructed the longest drive in Chiefs history. I can't remember who it was, but part of it was because some dumbass decided, hey, man, let's get in a free hit here for a 15-yard penalty. And I'm sorry I can't remember the Jaguars. But, you know, stuff like that when you come to playoff football and – Patrick Mahomes is hurt. You're not sure he's going to come back in the game. And then you're playing a backup quarterback, and you give him a free 15 yards because you just feel like, I got to get this extra shot in uh, right now. And it's just like, man, that just that kills you in these competitive games. But I thought the Jaguars played a pretty good game. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes was able to come back and play on one leg. Plus, as long as we're talking about turnovers, that fumble inside the oh, five, eight, yeah, yeah, right around the five-yard line. It was devastating yeah yeah and it wasn't even popped out no like the way kelvin joseph popped the ball out of the 49ers returner if you know i guess nothing Dak just threw it to the other team but like that one you're just like son of a gun like it was just like an unforced unforced turnover kind of like when i'm watching the australian open you know you have those unforced (laughs) errors i want to play go ahead did you ever feel in that game that kansas city didn't have control of it though a little bit it was actually, and it was the fumble. Is it felt like the Jags were not like taking over the game, but it felt like they were going beyond just, hey, we exist in this game too. We're going to try to go win it. Yeah. I mean, I know everyone's trying to win, but I mean, like, really, really, like, we're going to take this. Game. I, I guess because, like, they scored their touchdown in the first quarter, and then it took a really long time for them to find that kind of rhythm again sure. until late, obviously, when things are in that in that place but i just always throughout the game i was feeling like man it's too much even even if it was three a three-point difference i was like it's still too far away for them but i think the great things about it mike you're talking about rising i thought trevor lawrence had a great rising opportunity like this is something to build on when you talk about dak and like okay that's it we've seen seven years of this and it's time now like it and fans are like well hold on the the contract is what it is you saw Trevor Lawrence and that team go from what it was last year, which was a garbage hole of Jacksonville, oh, yeah. to they are going to be going into the next season as looked at as the best in their division and potentially 
uh, uh, AFC championship contenders. couple things about that. The Jags are the first team in the Super Bowl era to win a playoff game the year after they had the worst record in the league. And the number one thing I saw about Trevor Lawrence, did you see after the game was over? He, yes. He ran ahead of almost everybody on the team so he could be in the tunnel and shake hands, hug, whatever, with every coach, player that came by him. I thought that that was, I thought it was really cool. You know, Mike, the one thing that we know about Trevor Lawrence is that he's got great leadership. He can lead a football team, and that's for sure. I agree with you. <laughs> and if we're comparing him to you Dak, throws. that's the thing. Is yeah. When you look at Peterson and you yeah. look at their offensive staff, when they're in the offseason, they're not limited. They're like, our guy has unlimited ability. He can throw the ball. There was one play. Did you see where he almost hit uh, Christian Kirk? That was yeah. a 75-yard pass in the air. Like, the thing was about Dak is even when you thought that ball was complete to Dalton Schultz till he didn't drag his toe, he can't throw the ball that far. So we still weren't even close enough for Dak, who was going to have to throw it about 65 yards to get it to the end zone. He can't throw it that far. And so that's one of those things where I know it's not just distance, but when you have Trevor Lawrence, you're unlimited in what you can do play-wise. You're very limited in Dak Prescott. What a play cut 26. This was the only infuriating part of this game for me. This is in the post game. Chris Jones and Frank Clark, who remember, play for the number one seeded, favored by nine points, Kansas City Chiefs. This is them in the post game. When 15 goes down. You know we do sag nation. Um, go ahead. What's your saying? What we in this thing. AMC Championship. They doubted us. We got the shark healthy. The shark is back, and we smell blood, baby. All right. Who doubted you? You're the number one they. seed. Who's they? they Man, did. his mom must not like him. <laughs> this is a Miles Sanders situation. Yeah. You were favored. You were. You had the biggest point spread of the weekend. You're the number one seed in the AFC. I don't think I saw anybody pick Jacksonville. There was even a contingent that was like, I think the Giants could win. I didn't see anybody picking Jacksonville. Who doubted you? Settle down, Georgia. Nobody <laughs> doubted you. All right? You're the favorite. They're Let's still, calm down. They're favorite against Cincinnati on Sunday. What? But their player just said that they were everybody was against them. Well, yeah, that who, was Chris Jones. Oh. Uh, is, is, it, is it maybe possible that he was talking about the Kansas City defense as a unit? Okay, okay, that, I'll listen to that more. I got your unit right here. All right. My goodness, it is eleven thirty in the morning. Defense, like a defensive unit. You were yeah, just, he's talking about defensive he unit. He just said it. Oh, I thought he meant something else. Even if he's talking about private parts, we all have units. I didn't oh, know God. that that was a term for that. All right. So on the Chiefs front, you know, since they won the game, I'm proud of them for that. Is do you want to talk about Andy Reid or Travis Kelsey, or do you want to say the hell with them and move on to another game? Andy Reid. Uh, I, hold on, Mike. Before we go further we on move. Andy Reid, the 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 I, what, did y'all find it weird that here the Eagles are? They had two coaches in the AFC in that game. Like Peterson won a championship. Andy Reid still a great coach, but won a championship with the Chiefs. And those were two former former freaking Eagles coaches. Okay, well this is your fault they ran now, them out Corey. Of town. This is your fault. We will move to the Eagles. Is your boy Mike Nick Sirianni? Said when Jalen Hurts scored all those touchdowns, he goes, it seems like the old Jalen to me, it's like having Michael Jordan out there. It was uh, weird because it was <laughs> it was weird because he was like, I, I mean, I don't want to like go too far, but it feels like we had Michael Jordan out there. I was like, what? 
You're, you're going too far. Oh, well. Look, but here's the deal. But he said he didn't want to go too far. But though. then he said it anyway. It's like when somebody goes, look, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Then just stop talking because they're going to say something offensive. That SOB has such an easy path to the Super Bowl. The Giants are who we thought they were, a, a non-contending bad team. There were three teams in the NFC all year long, probably in order, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Dallas. And they got to play the chump. Uh, giants and they showed up as chumps and there are three teams that we thought could do something special in the AFC and there's four teams left that can do it but he's going to get to play we just saw Brock Purdy dude like it wasn't good and the Cowboys didn't even really come that close to beating him if Brock Purdy I thought they came pretty damn close to beating okay. him if if, if the 49ers play the exact game they played against the Cowboys the Eagles will win by 10 or more points. I could see that. And the Cowboys lost by seven and really should have lost by 14 when Dak said, hey, I thought 57 was on our team to finish the game. <laughs> if that is the case, I will make alternate timelines where they should have been even closer. But I, I hear you <laughs> on that. Is All right. So the Eagles and the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, the Bengals and the Bills. This game is fascinating, not only for the result. Are you more interested in just the result or the Stefan Diggs mini drama going on throughout and after the game? There's a, a mini drama? Oh, yeah. He was. I'm so, big on mini dramas. In fact, dramas. his brother was so upset he decided not to really play in the <laughs> next game. That is not related. That is a fair point. They are related. But no. <laughs> I meant that you're right. I meant those two things oh. are unrelated in terms of the play. Is Stefan Diggs, the report was Stefan Diggs hustled to the locker room, almost like Trevor Lawrence, but he hustled so he could get his belongings mm-hmm. before most of the coaches even made it to the tunnel and he took off. Whoa, really? Didn't somebody catch him and then bring him back and then he left a little bit after that? Yes. Yep. He was furious on the sidelines late in the game. With with Josh Allen wow. and and I get it. And, like, I understand. I, I'm telling you, I understand. In, think he likes living near his brother? In our world, I mean, that would be great. In our world, the Cowboys had the most devastating loss of the weekend. But make no mistake about it. In the NFL, the number one biggest loss of the weekend, it was the Buffalo Bills without question. Yeah. And Josh Allen's going to take a pretty big hit here. At least For he sure. should. That It's not... It's not Mahomes and him. It's Mahomes and Burrow. And then you can start talking about other people. Um, I don't think, though, if you're looking up Diggs' contract, I think, unfortunately, all you have to do is then show Stefan Diggs' video of Dak Prescott being a quarterback. And he, you're going to be like, you're going to get as upset, if not more upset, playing with this guy. <laughs> oh, no. Mike, he'll be 31 next year. Well. He is owed $18 million. That's it. Next year. Deal. There is a potential out in 2025. The remainder of his contract yeah, is so three years, $67 million with $18 million dead cap. So next, so 25, 26, uh, 27, 18, 19, $14 million, Kevin. You ready to make that deal now? So you're saying you There's, don't think so. Hey, but I don't have to eat all of that money. I have to look at the signing bonuses. I only have to eat probably a lot of that money, but not signing all. Signing bonuses are about $4 million, $4 okay. million per. Discounts. Ask Michael Gallup when he gets four yards of separation <laughs> to finish the game to maybe have a chance, and Dak throws it 87 yards behind him. 
Yeah, that was so that was just the that was just the little mini drama. And you brought up Josh Allen. Josh Allen says the loss to the Bengals makes season accomplishes null and season accomplishments null and void. And I did see this little meme drifting around as Josh Allen pre-draft zero Super Bowls, post-draft zero Super Bowls, zero first team all NFL, zero first team all NFL. And the one positive was beard? No. Post-draft? Yes to a beard. And so they're taking Josh Allen to task. He was the guy. This was the season he was going to win the MVP. Didn't happen. This was the season they were going to win the Super Bowl. And in the game where DeMar Hamlin is at the game, didn't happen. So I am curious to see what happens with them next. That was a continuation of the DeMar Hamlin injury game. That, that game just progressed to in Buffalo. Because you said going into it, it was, you thought Cincinnati was going to win that game. Yeah, and I guess I should have stuck with it. The thing is, is I was like, man, I don't know that that game didn't happen. Yeah. That if Cincinnati can do this. But now Cincinnati destroys Buffalo. They showed they were much better in 10 minutes of football in regular season. A lot better in Buffalo in the postseason. And now they get a hobbled Kansas City. So Cincinnati... Very rare you lose the Super Bowl yeah. and go back, but they look like they have a great opportunity to do things that you, most teams don't. And look, the Cowboys would have beat them, right? Because Cowboys beat them in week two, Burrow, so we would have beat them if we would have made it. undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. So, Man, that is – I'm ready to Burrow's, already declare you, him the best quarterback in Bengals history. Oh, I don't want – the Carson it, Palmer disrespect. Yeah. Boomer made a Super Bowl. Yeah, I was going to say, is it not him? We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Carson Fan. Palmer doesn't cut into my show. Coming up next on a sad football weekend, I do have some great non-playoff related news for you. I think you're going to dig this story. We'll get into it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. It's looking like the Lakers might be on the move and making a trade for Rui Hachimura. Wait, the Lakers are going where? No, not, not Minnesota. Not they're going to get acquired nice. by the city of Cleveland. Is They might be <laughs> making a move for Rui Hachimura. And then at 12.20, we will take some of your phone calls. But right now, move away from playoff football just a little bit. What? Although some of, although some of it is still related and go across the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Is he colorblind? And part of it, I know you're talking about Dak, and what? part of it involves Dan Quinn. That'd be a good excuse. Is we weren't going to have Steven on. Usually, for better or worse, we have Steven on at noon on Mondays. And we got word late last night that he was going to be a no-go for today. And then you also hear the Cardinals have added Dan Quinn to their list of head coaching uh, uh, candidates to interview and that he interviewed Friday with the Colts and the Broncos. So people are making their play. I would say this. the With all the things that the Cowboys have in front of them right now, you got to keep it locked here on the fan. Yeah. Just make sure, like, we're going to have some... The next few days could be a lot of fun information. Like, a lot of things could be flying around, man. What if I want to hear the news two days after it happens? Uh, I mean, then po- listen to our podcasts on the okay. Odyssey app is okay. my approach to that. Okay, good. But, uh, but man, there's there's a lot of fun stuff. I do notice a lot of our segments when I'm going to YouTube to search different things to look at. A lot of our segments are on YouTube. Yeah, yes, they are. Carter does a great job of getting our stuff on YouTube, especially our Mike interviews. being a team player. Yeah, How about but, that? Yeah, did he didn't? Were you? Do you remember Carter, or were you going to give him the credit? Yeah. Oh, you kid. Yeah. Oh, you kid. <laughs> That's right. He's a man. <laughs> 
He's an adult. It's a miracle that Mike remembered OU, all right? Like, you got a grade yeah. on a curve I right still here. think Maurer's kicking for us. Yeah, he does. Joe I don't Maurer. Really, I don't really care to get his name right either, just to be honest. You're talking about Brett Maher, not Carter, right? You'll get Carter. Yeah, Carter, name. I got his name right. Carter okay. Freeman. Oh, wow. Look at you. There you go. I know. All right, so this is a cool story, and I have a good update for you. Because remember a couple weeks ago... The saga of Peyton Hillis, the former running back. Oh, uh, yeah, Madden. He's on the Madden Exactly. Show. Exactly. Is Cousin got, of Parker Hillis. He, I don't know if that is the, the case, but it could be. Is Parker, damn it. Peyton Hillis's girlfriend posted a photo over the weekend, and Peyton Hillis has been discharged yes. from the hospital. It was two weeks after. Remember, a couple weeks ago, he went to the hospital after... He rescued a couple of family members during a swimming accident. Oh, gosh, I forgot about this It's still tough because even the story says reportedly rescued family members during a swimming accident. But, yeah, there are many people calling him a hero and saving lives in a water rescue a couple of weeks ago. And the paramedics saved his life's heroes there as well. He has now been discharged from the hospital he was on a ventilator until last week so amazing story across the board super excited to see that peyton hillis discharged from the hospital congratulations to him and the next step hero recovery you gonna call me hero kevin yeah it's a heroic move and if you go out and save some people's lives that that is a heroic thing absolutely i would aspire to do i'm congratulations that's amazing do you want to just like be in a place or do you want superpowers so that you can hear that somebody no, needs it see, like, from far I, away? I told you the moment I thought I was going to get to be a hero, but then trained professionals showed up and common right. sense. Yeah. It was when we were doing one of our shows until one in the morning. You're driving home, going down 30. Usually traffic is very, very sparse. But I look up ahead and there's all kinds of red brake lights up. And so... You slow the car down and everything like that, and you're thinking maybe there's an accident or there's some lane shut off or whatever, and slow my car down. All of a sudden, I see this lady pull her car to the side of the road. She gets out of the car and starts running, Mm -hmm. and then I see a car is on fire. And so I have no idea how long it had been there, but it was like legit on fire. I pulled over, got out of my car, and at that point... Started blowing on the fire? No, not that. At that point, I thought, okay, I need to help. I pulled my car to the side of the road, and then a fire truck pulled up, and eventually cop cars pulled up as well. And And you were like, what can I do to help? Yeah, I thought what I could do to help was get the hell out of the way and let the professional people do their professional jobs. But I really thought that was going to be my shot at being a hero. Reggie, why are you looking at me like that? Everybody's wanted to shoot a Trank gun at least one time. At who? Doesn't matter. No, be honest with Yourself, maybe. Who do you want to most shoot a Trank gun at? Do you want me to do that segment tomorrow? If you need, like, some levity. I mean, Cowboy season's over now, so. I know. You need some levity. <laughs> Who do you want to shoot a tranquilizing dart at? Is it Sean William Scott still or God. Will Ferrell, I guess? <laughs> Is that still what you're thinking? You're crazy. I like you. Well, you know what? We'll see about getting that segment on the run sheet. <laughs> For tomorrow. I love it. In the meantime, some of the competitors that Dan Quinn is up against is Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka is scheduled or did interview yesterday with the Panthers, Colts, and Texans while Wink Martindale took a break from game shows and will interview with the Colts. I have a question. Different Wink. 
Oh, is it not the same? Okay. Are Giants fans blaming the offensive coordinator for Daniel Jones' play on Saturday night? Man, if they're doing that, then are they giving him also the credit for what he did in the first playoff game? Like that's, that's the balance that you got to figure is which one is which. And I, that's why I think they're not blaming him because they might feel like their quarterback overachieved, whereas I don't feel like most Cowboys fans feel like Dak overachieved. Yeah, I think like – Mike, when it this comes year. to Kellen Moore in this instance, I think a lot of it does have to do with Kellen Moore's had four years with this quarterback. And they're, again, they can't do anything with the quarterback. Yeah. So they got to, so maybe it's time to move on from that for this. With Daniel Jones, this is the first year Daniel Jones has looked good. good. And I mean, you could and say it's then, Gates. It's, yeah. You could say it's the, the offensive coordinator they or lost. whatever. But this was can't say this was his lost. first shot at it. Ah, he's back to Dave's for the offseason. He lost. Well, how? Why? It's offseason time. That's how it works. Did, you could say he lost a game. He won his season. He got his team to the playoffs. They should have been a four-win team. Okay. What is this, an after-school special? They triumphed over their season. No, of course. <laughs> he's moving the goalposts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't about the journey. The it the was ground. about the friends they made along the way. Absolutely. Is that what you're presenting to Dude, me Dude, right they now? did better than they should have done this year. Okay, well, I, I'll concede that. But also, Daniel Jones said he would love to be back with the Giants, but there's a business side of it, too. So we will see if he makes his way back to <laughs> Brian Dable and the New York Giants. From the 214, I would love the Trank segment. And then some other people are starting to suggest the people they would like to Trank. I feel like that's a segment that's going to hurt people's feelings, but we'll probably You've do gotta it. We've got to give the Tolos Maybe what they Maybe that's what want. happened at halftime. Maybe Dalton Schultz took some NyQuil. Maybe he wasn't feeling well, and then it started kicking in in the fourth quarter. He's like, I'm kind of sleepy. Why is the Q so big on that bottle? Because Qs are funny. Huh. Like, why capitalize the funner, oh, No, don't do that. They might come see you, Mike. <laughs> oh, you can't do that? They I don't like the Shaq, the Shaq thing? I don't like when you do that. Oh. Huh. Okay. Well, whew, let's go from that <laughs> to dirty ass Tom Brady got fined $16,440. I'm going to make an executive decision. The nonsensical tweets I saw was for his attempted trip, bull crap. Let's, let's say it the way it happened. For his unnecessary roughness for trying to slide tackle slash injure, Malik Hooker last Monday. All right, don't be don't be weak with Tom Brady. He's a dirty player. You saw him try to make that slide tackle and hurt him on purpose, and he got fined a big whopping sixteen thousand dollars, which will probably what eighty for Brady makes in its opening weekend. Mm. Joey Bosa was fined fifty five thousand dollars, twenty nine thousand for one of taking off his helmet. 13000 for another time of taking off his helmet, and then another 13000 for his comments against the officials. I'm surprised the comments against the officials didn't get him a bigger fine, but maybe the NFL was like, hey, we probably don't want to fine him too much because his whole point was officials don't talk and we fine players, and if we fine him too much, this will probably look bad as against As much us. as a Tom Brady fan I am. It doesn't make sense that if you intentionally tried to hurt a player in the game or you took off your helmet and threw it down on the ground that you should get double the fine for taking your helmet off versus trying to slide tackle a player. That doesn't make sense. I do not particularly get it either. Concur. But but also making sure that the Chargers Charger priceless. Is it is it if you if you do hurt them, you get fined a lot more? That's always the weird thing in basketball or, yeah. or football. It's like, well, if you did execute the 
trying to injure the player and you did it, we will fine you a lot more money. If you tried to do it, but you weren't able to execute the execution, then we won't really hurt you that much. Now, since we were talking about Dan Quinn earlier, I know it was rumored to be with the Broncos last year. The Broncos are going to have their second interview with Sean Payton this week as well. So keep an eye on that going forward. What if I what if I wanted to do this, Kevin? How would you feel? I want to be the Broncos coach. Let's go ahead and do the Sean Payton thing. Move on from Mike and Kellen because I don't need an offensive coordinator. Yeah. But I got to get Dan Quinn back. Are you giving up? Your yeah, first don't you round lose the twenty seventh pick in the draft if you do that? Sean, can you win without a first round pick this year? You know what? I hate. I'm gonna say no. Well, but you know, the we reason, can do that tomorrow. Yeah, the we reason why I tomorrow. hate your question is I was like, isn't this team an optimized Dak Prescott for winning the Super Bowl? Like that's why I hate your stupid question, and now I'm angry at you for asking it because well, I have to would think you about like it. Would you like this trank gun right now? Okay. Can you Good imagine point. I tranquilize you. if Dak Prescott played the San Francisco 49ers with C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper on the field? He would never lose. Facts. That's, that's Mike the other Spitten. thing. See, remember how we beat him last year when we had Amari Cooper and CeeDee <laughs> Lamb on the field? And he we were baited home. you into that. I felt like that, t- like, oh, but if, oh, okay. Now, this probably won't surprise anybody. Is the New York Jets, there are multiple reports that they would have a quote-unquote mutiny if Zach Wilson started in 2023. So when he's like, I'm going to make wow. that veteran quarterback's life a living hell. Mutiny. The rest of the team's <laughs> like, I'm going to make your life a living hell if you are our starting quarterback. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, yet another segment with a simple question that I cannot wait to see the feedback. Was this Cowboys season a success? 877-881-1053. Oh, we'll do it next on The Fan.